0: The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. In today's video I'm going to be discussing a topic that I saw requested in the comment section below. It's a topic that I've covered before but not very well and today I want to do it justice. We're going to be discussing spells, but not just any aspect of spells- we're going to be discussing the visual component to a spell. Now, there are all sorts of spells and all kinds of different incantations, but one thing is for certain- the colour of a spell always attracts a lot of attention. Voldemort's Avada Kedavra just wouldn't be the same without that sinister looking jet of green light emanating from his wand, and nor would Harry's bright red Expelliarmus. But what I want to discuss today is- what do these different spell colours actually mean? Are they simply arbitrary, or are we able to derive some sort of relationship between the colour of the spell and the type of spell itself? What is the underlying meaning BEHIND these spell colours? I think that the most obvious and sort of go-to answer to this relatively unaddressed question is something like- green spells are inherently dark in nature, red spells are inherently powerful in nature, and white spells are inherently pure, good, and passive in nature, to name a few. And I agree with those sentiments, for the most part, however, I believe there is much more to it than that, and I want to peel back the layers and uncover what it is that makes these spells these colours. Let's start by looking at a couple of common spell colors. Green, throughout history, has always been regarded as having some sort of supernatural connection. It is also commonly associated with dark magic and is coincidentally the same color as the house of Slytherin, which gets a bit of a bad rap for its affiliation with dark witches and wizards. Slytherin's house colors, which are green and silver, are said to be connected to the element that they most closely represent, which is water. The killing curse itself is green, which is pretty much as dark and sinister as you can get, so I understand this common connection between green and evil. Furthermore, spells cast with the intent of death or suffering almost always seem to be green. Green can be extremely varied depending on what shade of green you are talking about, but across a broad sample of different greens it can still be shown as implying toxicity, illness, jealousy and potentially envy. Some examples of what I would consider to be typically green spells include Avada Kedavra, the killing curse, Imperio which places the victim completely under the casters control, and Morgh which conjures an enormous, eerie image of the dark mark. Red on the other hand is generally regarded as being representative of energy, passion and fire. Red, along with gold, represents Gryffindor house. This is consistent with the house's element, which is fire. Red spells are often powerful and bear the potential to be destructive in nature, like green spells, but aren't necessarily evil or sinister. They are more likely to be used defensively than offensively- that is not to say that they couldn't be used offensively if the caster wanted, but these spells are less commonly used to kill or cause suffering to an enemy. Harry's signature spell, Expelliarmus, proves to be extremely useful for him, but, while fairly powerful, It just doesn't have the same feeling of darkness that we see in a number of strictly offensive green spells. Somehow it feels as if it is cast with the best intent. Red has an unspoken but seemingly implicit element of warmth, comfort, and security. Some examples of what I would consider to be typically red spells include Expelliarmus, which forces whatever an opponent is holding to fly out of their hand Stupefy, which stuns the target, rendering them unconscious Incendio, which conjures a jet of flames, and Fiendfire, which is a flame of abnormal size and heat. However, Fiendfire is the obvious exception here as it is actually quite a dark spell. A classic example of a white spell is the Patronus, which is bright white and emphasizes hope, purity, and positivity. It is somewhat antithetical to spells which are representative of darkness. This explains why it is so effective at warding off dementors as it represents the very things that Dementors aren't. It drives away darkness and dark things, and it's powerful, but in most circumstances isn't destructive. It isn't often used offensively, and it only exists to ward off dark and sinister things. I think that red and green are sort of the main powerhouse spell colors in the Harry Potter universe, and that all other spell colors sort of circumvent these primary colors green and red almost have a sort of ian and yang relationship where they are both powerful but represent very different things. I think that the other colors share common attributes, such as being representative of elements, but despite there being powerful spells which use these colors, I think that they are less closely tied to a sort of underlying meaning. Some blue spells include Reducto, which is a curse that blasts solid objects to pieces, Aguamenti, which conjures a jet of clean, drinkable water, and Immobilis, which immobilizes and stops the actions of the target. As you can see, these spells are not necessarily as closely related as say a grouping of red spells or a grouping of green spells. The same can be said for other spell colors, as there is a less identifiable relationship between different spells that utilize the same color. This all sounds great, right? Okay, now let's look at exceptions to these general rules that I've sort of tried to establish. This is where it begins to break down a little bit. Exhibit A- Sectum Sempra. Sectum Sempra is an extremely vicious offensive spell that causes cuts and lacerations on the target. It was created by Severus Snape with the intention of using it against his enemies. By describing it, it sounds like it would fit into the same category as Avada Kedavra as the only objective of casting it is to cause pain and suffering. However, Sectum Sempra is actually white. Exhibit B Crucio Crucio is one of the most sinister curses and is used to cause intense and excruciating pain upon a victim. Once again, this sort of sounds like it fits into the wheelhouse of green spells, and it sounds as if it would come from the same category as Avada Kedavra. Wrong. It is actually red. This is where I'm forced to get a bit more abstract in my thinking. I think this is where standards for what spell colors represent might be skewed. It is my belief that the color of the spell can be heavily influenced by the spellcaster, and that the color is not necessarily purely determined by the spell itself. This blurs the lines a bit, and essentially what I'm suggesting is that the relationship between spell and spell color is more fluid than we might have originally thought. I think that something we need to consider is that the color may be influenced by how it is being used and by whom. In almost every instance that we've seen Avada Kedavra being used, it is a green jet of light. I think that it is undeniably a green spell in almost every circumstance, and the spell itself is green because of its inherently dark nature. However, when Snape kills Dumbledore and the Half-Blood Prince, he actually uses Avada Kedavra. The unusual thing about this scene is that the jet of light that Snape produces is definitely more on the blue side, and not the shade of green that we're used to. This could obviously just come down to the filmmaker's preference, but it definitely looks kinda of blue. My theory is that the richer the colour, the more closely it resembles the values that it is meant to represent in its purest form i.e. the purer the green, the more evil, the purer the red, the more powerful. If a typically green spell like Avada cadavera is cast with that intention that matches what the spell itself represents, then it will be produced in a different colour. Snape clearly had hesitation when killing Dumbledore, and his true emotional state was represented in the color of the spell. Because Snape didn't want to kill Dumbledore, his reluctance showed in the color of the spell that he produced. I want to discuss this aspect of the video further, but I'll save it for the next one. Obviously there are other spells besides red, green, and white- I've just mainly mentioned these because they seem to be most prevalent. One interesting instance of a purple spell comes from Antonin Dolohov who seems to be able to produce an offensive curse in a shade of purple. But the death eater Hermione had just struck dumb, made a sudden slashing movement with his wand. A streak of what looked like purple flame passed right across Hermione's chest. She gave a tiny OH as though of surprise, and crumpled onto the floor where she lay motionless. I think that it makes sense that Dolohov's curse is purple because, like some shades of green purple implies certain things, like witchcraft, deviousness, and sometimes even toxicity. I'll end the video here because I think there are so many angles that you can look at this from. When you've seemingly identified a relationship between spell color and spell, there always seems to be an exception to the rule, and that's what makes this topic fairly convoluted and difficult to discuss. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say on this topic. What do you think spell colors represent? Are they bound by meaning or entirely arbitrary? That's it for this video. Until next time, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.